Hi everybody, I'm Eric Arnault and this is Blank Cassette, the show that takes a close look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This week, Chicago designer Charlene King shares with us a tape that was very important to her life. I know that sounds super generic, but I don't want to say too much more. Uh, This episode takes kind of a different tactic than usual. See, typically, folks send me a mix along with a couple sentences about why it exists, and then I interview them about that. Uh, But Charlene sent me a mix with a whole story, and it was so good that I asked her to just record that story. So Charlene's going to take you through her growing up in Queens as a lonely teen who used music and the friendships that came with it to get her through. I'm sure a lot of us can relate. Uh, Thank you, Charlene, for submitting such a thoughtful piece. Uh, If you'd like to read the text of her story, that'll be posted on Medium shortly, and I'll make sure to add a link to the podcast page where you can uh, easily access that. If you have a mix you'd like to have featured on Blank Cassette, just send an email to mixtape at nerdalogs.com with a track listing and a brief description of why you made the thing. Or hey, you can send a full story too. That is also cool. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Remember, Blank Cassette is a Nerdalogs production. We make all sorts of stuff, like other podcasts, live comedy shows, and even games. For more info on what we're up to, go to www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. You can also support us on Patreon, which helps us continue to make shows like this, which is super rad of you. Uh, but either way, thank you for all your time and support, and let's give it to Charlene. Heaven sends a song through its doors Just as if it seems to know I'm exclusively yours Mm, Knowing this, I feel but one way You will understand it too In these words that I say I'll close my eyes To everyone but you And when I do I'll see you standing there This is Charlene King. The title of the mix is Feathers and Dustings. Mercury is in retrograde. I don't put much stock into astrology, but a lot of my friends do. They talk about how this is the period for miscommunication, and that leads to what feels like a disjointed period of everything going wrong. So Mercury is in Gatorade. I joke like a self-entertained dork. All cause Mercury is moonwalking past the sun, It turns out Mercury in retrograde is literally when the planet is revolving as it transitions in a way that looks different than it usually does to us. I can't say with any certainty if more things go wrong or if we're failing at finding each other. But with Mercury in retrograde, people make excuses for their inability to connect. 
It seems like every day is an awkward attempt to connect hand to hand in a shitstorm of human failings. Astrology be damned. Mixtapes, mixes on Spotify or YouTube. If I'm honest, I'm not sure what 16-year-old me today would do. But 16-year-old me in 1998 used cassette tapes. I hear cassette tapes are making a comeback. There's a shelf in my living room against the wall holding a 50-inch plasma TV, 42-inch splitting axe, and a Joy Division poster that says, Love Will Tear Us Apart. That poster, like the tape, also hails from the 90s. It's from 1996. I was 14 in 1996. Are there a lot of 14-year-olds who feel coherent? Do they know they belong in a world and what they'll provide? I didn't. I was angry. It always felt like I was rejected from home, city, school, and peers, and the loneliness was often unbearable. 32nd Avenue and 201st Street, halfway in Bayside where there's no bay, is between Bay Terrace and Flushing. Bay Terrace was by the bay overlooking the Whitestone Bridge and Utopia Parkway, with a big shopping center that I'm told now has a Banana Republic and an Applebee's. Flushing was once a historically Jewish neighborhood, and is where Fran Drescher's The Nanny is set, but not anymore. By 1996, it was predominantly Asian, with Korean Presbyterian churches replacing synagogues and noodle houses nestled between pizzerias. Monolithic structures transitioning from decade to century, aging with communities coming in and out. I could relate to those mutable buildings better than the kids around me. Do a lot of 14-year-olds feel that way? Modern intersectional feminism will talk about all the ways we identify as layers. Cross-sections, maybe. How we're affected by a system that would prefer we weren't multifaceted. 14-year-old Charlene in 1996 Bayside, Queens, called people gay and retarded as people called her dyke and wanted her in special ed classes. Dyslexic Charlene with dyscalculia tested into the Bronx High School of Science and walked around with the acceptance letter to taunt kids who thought she was stupid. O.J. Simpson wasn't convicted, and white kids told black kids to swim in milk. The Italian kids hated the Irish kids, except when they were dissing on the Asian kids who sported khaki jinkos and Manhattan Portage messenger bags ahead of the skateboarders who picked them up in a couple of years. Nobody made sense, and everyone was fucked up. We play these parlor games. We play it make-believe. When we get to the part where I say that I'm gonna leave. Everybody loves a happy ending, but we don't even try. Bring a cheer when the 
the smoke gets in your eyes. When this place gets kind of empty Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about The loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what The drone of a 56k modem connecting to a landline dialing up a center in Queens, then Long Island, sometimes Brooklyn, but never New Jersey. Even the modem knew we didn't voluntarily connect with New Jersey in this confused house filled with the dread of association. Today people bemoan the dependency on social media. 
Those people will admit that social media has helped society in many ways, but there's an emphasized fear on the dependency. There's a fear social media will erase the skills we have for connecting with people. I don't think they're comparable, but I grew up on AOL. Napster had just come out, and downloading a single MP3 took forever. My entire hard drive held one gigabyte. That's like 50 songs today, I think. An ex-girlfriend of mine had introduced me to the Riot Girl chat room on AOL. We met at a mutual friend's Halloween party where she was sandwiched between two friends on a couch. We talked a little, but I think I was too stoned to remember that part. What I remembered was a week later, when she was with the same friends in Washington Square Park. I had an extra ticket to see the Bouncing Souls at Tramps. Annie Flag and Blank 77 were playing too. I know we didn't talk at the show. We chatted, not at length, without clarity, above booming speakers and boys from New Jersey singing about BMXs and records. Did I check her coat that night? I would check her coat today. After the show, I walked her to Union Square's subway station. I watched her get on the N train and would take her down to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. She introduced me to the promise ring in AOL. My first screen name was Rugmold. <laughs> After we broke up, her AOL friends quit being friends with me, so unofficially I was banned from the chat room. Is that an intersection?
Every time I think of you, I get a shot right through into a bolt of blue. It's no problem of mine, but it's a problem I find. Living a life that I can't leave behind. There's no sense in telling me the wisdom of a fool won't set you free. But that's the way that it goes, and it's what nobody knows. And every day my confusion grows. Every time I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. I'm waiting for that final moment. You say the words that I can't say. Every time I see you falling, I'll get down on my knees and pray. I'm waiting for that final moment. You say the words that I can't say.
I ended up spending most of my online time in emo chatter punk rock. Those friends were my friends. My second screen name was Communist Spy. People ranged in age from 12 to 28. Well, the people I talked to had that age range. Almost none of them lived in New York City. Mary from OiChat and sometimes EmoChat lived near me in Queens, and we'd go to shows together sometimes. She'd always sign off with, take care. By then, I had dropped out of high school and lived with my best friend in a roach-infested apartment closer to the 7 train, off Casino Boulevard in Flushing. I mostly quit spending time with friends from an actual school. I'd talk to and hang out with them if I was on the physical property of a school. I didn't talk to them about problems at home. Cutting class and smoking cigarettes among parked cars was my escape from home. Shauna Barcohen was a friend from Emo Chat. She was 23 at the time, friends with me and Richard. People came from all over to the chat room, but the time zones naturally separated groups of people. Richard, Shauna, and I were the insomniacs. We were set to Pacific Standard Time while the hardcore kids in Florida were soundly asleep in Orlando and Miami, mostly. Even when the California kids were getting ready for bed, we were cracking jokes. Richard would ask if I'd heard the latest release from Dystopia. Oscar would talk about Braid. I'd talk about Saisha or you and I. We'd all make fun of the get-up kids or saves the day. Thursday's not lame, I'd say. Chad would make fun of me for going to the Thursday show when they played with Hot Rod Circuit. His screen name was Girls Butts. He was a photography major at Parsons. Each of my friends from each of those chat rooms is something I could talk about. Most of the mixtapes I still have are from this time in my life. Some could consider them anonymous avatars online instead of the people with real lives. In real life, I've invested parts of me that couldn't be simply described. Shauna and I started talking over the phone. Before unlimited data and cell phones were pervasive, we used phone cards to bridge the cost of long-distance calls. Our lives were made up of investing in long-distance charges. I wish I could express my emotions so honestly like he can. She spoke about Jeff Buckley. Who's he, I asked.
sang my teenage songs to her young adult ears. Songs about how this girl broke my heart, how my parents were shitbags, how the school's white guidance counselor told me that gays didn't deserve civil rights because they were inhuman, unlike blacks. How Madeleine Albright was Secretary of State, between her and Clinton was Desert Fox, and how NYU was erecting a building that would block out the sun from Washington Square Park. But listen to the story of how this girl broke my heart. No, a different girl from before. Maybe 100 girls, maybe 1,000 women. Listen to me, and that teenage song evolved into a Tumblr post 20 years later. Shauna's mix wasn't emo, hardcore, or punk. Not ska or riot girl either. It was the first time I heard Jeff Buckley or David Bowie. Jeremy Inick from Sunny Day Real Estate's solo project was not what I was used to. 
If you asked her about me, you'd probably get a more honest answer than if you knew me through a couple of years in my adulthood. This was the first time an adult took interest in me without institutional obligation to do so. She never suggested I had potential. You have potential is the dreaded string of words every young delinquent hears as damning us to the self-fulfilling prophecy of failure because it is a euphemism for you are failing. I care about you, and even I think you're failing. She'd cry quietly over the phone when I talked about my stepfather, and she told me to be strong. I think it was to be strong. To be quiet and cry so someone else can cry without worrying about you is to be strong. Sitting by your side and making space for you strong. The phone card was nine cents a minute, I think. I lost touch with her. I heard a sigh 
But this was the time of no reply The sun went down and the crowd went home I was left by the roadside all alone I turned to speak as they went by But this was the time of no reply still have her tape. I listened to it so much as I traveled from town to town on the Greyhound, where I avoided having to discover a real home. Home was such an abstract concept to me in my teen years. The tape developed into static as it was frequently played through my freshman year of college. I'd lay on the floor of my dorm room. It was a double, but emptied into a single room. My roommate with a schizoaffective disorder had a psychotic break. A boy she liked gave her Valium and had a bad reaction with her meds. I don't know if she ever returned to SAIC, but she hadn't while I was enrolled. I wish I could be who I am today for her. Her parents, dressed in the wealth of Michigan car industry elite, collected her, and I didn't know anything. I couldn't help her. The songs don't have single moments. They landed in a compilation of memories. Hallelujah was the song Marissa Cooper and Ryan Atwood shared on the OC, and the theme song for so many relationships. But it always found a home in women saying, I prefer the Leonard Cohen version. Lori Carson made up the unrequited backdrop of relationships gone awry from outside determinations of distance and futility. David Bowie was for the weird kids and the rape survivors. I talked with the survivors at length about the way celebrating a predator and the art of a predator could be separated. Do we separate them? No, you come first. Survivors always come first regardless of an artist's accomplishments. Shauna's friendship is still with me, and I'm a better person for it.
Thanks for getting back at a spoon at the jug. They don't give you any hope, but they'll leave you plenty of rope. I guess I've had Sins. 
everything, everything trivial, everything unfriendly, they're all out of the good ones again. But I'm not looking for a few pennies off, just show me something that doesn't go. The songs come in and out with lyrics playing out live scenes in my life. Does every adult reflecting on their teenage years do this? Experience isn't cheap when it's the company you keep with everything in its place. I've had it. The heater is shaking cause the city is cold. I'm losing track of our time. Hours alone stretching in kind With the luminous glows caught in the slow burn off here It must just be the colors And the kids that keep me alive Because the music is boring me to death Without these loud, soft moments tucked inside 295 feet of magnetized plastic film, I can't make sense of this world. My friends are with me every time I listen to a tape. Outside, everything's colder. Kids get older. Friends get so far apart. Just hold on to something. Anything. You've been listening to Blank Cassette, a Nerdalogs production. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you liked what you listened to, check out full songs via our Spotify playlist or buy the songs on iTunes. Supporting the arts is the best. If you'd like to hear some bonus material that didn't make the final edit, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdalogs. And for more information on the Nerdalogs and our shows, go to www.nerdalogs.com. Nerdalogs.